0: Hey, this is Matthew Lilly. Welcome to the Presence Pioneers podcast. Hey, welcome to podcast episode number 13. If you're new here, this podcast exists to equip presence-centered communities to worship and pray night and day. So if you're a part of a Burn 24-7 furnace or a house of prayer or a praying church or a community that loves God's presence and loves to worship and pray, this is for you to help you and encourage you. And if it helps you and encourages you, it will probably help and encourage other people who are a part of your community. So I want to invite you to consider sharing this podcast with them, this episode. I want to invite you to uh, like us on YouTube and to review us on iTunes and any any way that you can share or like or subscribe will allow us to stay more connected with you and it will allow the podcast to get out to more people uh, so that day and night worship and prayer increases all over the earth and ultimately that the prayer movement would be strengthened. So be sure to subscribe and stay in touch with us. Before I launch this episode. I want to let you know I've just released a new teaching series for worship leaders called Worship Leading Essentials, and you can get this on my personal website at PresencePioneer.com. So this is the Presence Pioneers podcast, but I have a personal website called PresencePioneer.com, and I've released a teaching series, and I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes, but it's four teachings that were recorded at BURN 24-7 training events. Two of them were at the Hillside Intensive that we did this summer, and two of them are recorded for our online BURN field training program. And so if you're a worship leader, musician, or a singer, you're gonna wanna get these. It's only $20 to get these. Also, if you would like to partner with Presence Pioneers monthly for at least $5 a month, then I will send you a link to get this teaching series for free. It includes MP3s, it includes PDF notes. Two of the teachings have videos also. And there's even a bonus PDF on spirit-led planning on how to invite the Holy Spirit into planning song lists and uh, prepping your worship times together. So the, the teachings are ministry to the Lord, worship in spirit and in truth, the power of God's presence and a workshop on prophetic and spontaneous worship. It's theological, it's practical. If you're a new worship leader, you're definitely gonna wanna get this. If you've been leading worship for a while, this will be a great strength to you, to encourage you and to refresh you in the power of praise and worship in the power of God's presence. So I got so much good feedback from these teachings. I've been leading worship now. I'm getting old. It's almost like 20 years. I've been leading worship since youth group, since I was a teenager. And so I've taken all of my years of study and experience and I've put it into this teaching series. And I want you to check it out. I would love for you to get the whole teaching series. Even if you're not a worship leader, if you just love to worship, there's so much good teaching and theology, biblical basis for For Worshiping the Lord in Spirit and in Truth and the Power of That. And so you may want to check it out. Even if you're not a worship leader, it may be helpful for you. So for today's episode, I want to give you like 15, 20 minutes of part of my teaching on worship and spirit and in truth that's from my Worship Leading Essentials Teaching Series. So this is just a little taste, a little free snippet today in the podcast, 15 to 20 minutes. And uh, again, check the show notes. I'm going to link in there to the teaching series so that you can download it, or you can you can sign up to donate monthly to Presence Pioneers at PresencePioneers.org. And if you sign up monthly, then I will send you a free code, and you can get this teaching series and download it for free. So either way, you can get it for twenty dollars the whole the whole set, or you can do a monthly five dollars a month and support our ministry, support our podcast, and you'll get it for free. You can also find links to the burn field training in our Hillside Intensive Worship School that we do through the burn, which is where uh, I originally recorded these teachings. So without further ado, here's my teaching. It's a little clip. It's about being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's about Spirit-filled worship. Enjoy. So let's dive into this uh, now that our paradigms have shifted on worship, and we know worship is about relationship with the Lord, it's about 24-7, it's about anywhere and everywhere, and it's about spirit and in truth. Let's look at that phrase Jesus uses a couple of times, worship in spirit and worship in truth. I want to look at the spirit, and I want to talk about what it means to worship by the spirit, and I want to talk about truth and what it means to worship in truth because this is the way Jesus said, the Father is seeking those who worship him in spirit and in truth. That's amazing. God is looking for worshipers. He's pursuing worshipers. If we want to to you know, be on God's radar, I mean, God knows us and he loves us and he sees us, but the point is when we worship, he goes, wow, I, I, I'm particularly noticing that because it's what I'm longing for. It's what I made you for what i want and so he's seeking those who worship him he's longing for us to worship him in spirit and in truth and so if we want to please the lord then we need to figure out how to worship him in spirit and in truth because this is what he's seeking and this is what he loves so let's talk about the spirit first how do we worship in spirit okay we must know the holy spirit god is a spirit jesus said God is spirit and true worshipers worship him in spirit and in truth. So we call, you know, the third person of the Trinity. We know we worship one God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and three persons. The third person of the Trinity is called the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of Christ. And so we as worshipers and worship leaders must know the Holy Spirit. We have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And we have to live a Spirit-led life. Again, this is bigger bigger. Than uh, what happens at a gathering, what happens on a platform, what happens on a Sunday morning, or at a burn, or a house of prayer, or conference, or whatever. We want to be spirit-led people. We want to we want to walk by the Spirit. We want to live by the Spirit. We want our jobs and our families and our relationships and our finances and our habits and our hobbies, and all of these things to be influenced by the and led by the Holy Spirit. So the idea that we would want Spirit-filled, Spirit-led music and worship leading and not have a Spirit-led life is impossible. Holy Spirit is in us and He wants to lead our lives. So we can't be a Spirit-led worship leader or Spirit-filled worship leader if we're not Spirit-filled people and Spirit-led people. Uh, God wants to lead us by His Spirit, walk by the Spirit, and to live by the Holy Spirit. Uh, otherwise, what we'll end up doing, if we're not careful, is we will begin to copy and mimic those who have real spiritual vitality because they've got a real connection with the Holy Spirit. So we might look at somebody uh, like from Bethel, or Stephanie Gretzinger, or someone like that, and go, oh wow, they have this vibrant wild worship and they're singing spontaneously and they're moving this way and they jump in the song this way and all these kinds of things and that's an overflow of their relationship with the lord and we might think that's the way to be a spirit-filled charismatic prophetic worship leader uh and, and we we can begin to mimic what they're doing, but it can be disconnected from the actual life of the Holy Spirit flowing in and through us. And that's the last thing we want to do. Um, we can try to be Spirit-led with religious formulas and copy those who are sincerely prophetic. But God has a unique and personal way that He wants His Spirit to flow through us. He wants us to release songs and sounds and Uh, worship that is unique to us and it's going to require His Holy Spirit to fill us up and to lead us and to flow through us uh, in powerful and creative ways. So again, we have to know Him. We have to walk with Him. We have to submit to Him. We have to learn to hear Him and love Him and walk by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5 really brings us home. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 18 through 19. These, this is, these are very important verses for a worship leader. Paul writes Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And as we're filled with the Spirit, what happens? Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So the, the Holy Spirit fills His people and the fruit of the filling of the Spirit, the overflow of a Spirit-filled life is release of songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, musical worship to God. We've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If we, How do we expect to sing the songs, hymns, and spiritual songs? Well, you have to be filled with the Spirit. Don't skip ahead to verse 19 without verse 18. It's not biblical. It'll be religious. We've got to be filled with the Spirit and allow our worship to flow. We've got to, we've got to invite God to fill us fresh. And even as you see this, watch this today, I just pray that you would invite the Holy Spirit to fill you up with fresh fire, fresh passion, fresh power, that you could worship Him in spirit and in truth. When it says here, be filled with the Spirit, That's in the Greek, the original language is a present progressive tense. So you have to remember, this is the book of Ephesians. Paul's writing to Christians. So he's telling Christians who already have the Holy Spirit in them, which happens, you know, we we have the indwelling Spirit of Christ when when we put our faith in Him and we're converted and we're born again. But he's telling Christians, be filled with the Spirit. And it's in this present progressive tense, which means if you tried to translate it literally, it wouldn't make sense in English, but it would, it would be be being filled. Be being filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, be filled, be filled, be being filled, keep being filled, keep being filled, keep being filled, keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. So he's saying continually pursue fresh infilling, fresh baptisms, of the holy spirit in your life fresh filling of him with power with his presence with his life so that you can worship if we're going to be great worship leaders who worship in spirit and in truth we've got to allow the holy spirit we've got to be being filled with the holy spirit this is not just a one-time thing oh i got saved or i had a, a baptism of the holy spirit experience god's inviting us Be being filled. Be being filled. Keep allowing the Holy Spirit to fill you and flow through you in your worship. Uh. Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content Such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024, with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.com. PresencePioneers.org, or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast, and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. And so God began to speak to me last year uh, about a sound He wanted to release by His Holy Spirit. And the phrase that He gave me, was that there was coming a revival so profound that it requires a new sound. So God speaks to me in these cute little ways sometimes, but a revival so profound it requires a new sound. And uh, and so one thing that you see all throughout Christian history, when you see revivals, when you see awakenings, when you see uh, nation-shaking moves of the Spirit of God, you always see an expression of worship. You see new songs, new sounds. You see new hymns. Uh, There's always a unique song, unique sound that comes with each wave of God's Spirit. So the Moravians uh, in in Germany, uh, the Moravian Missions Movement had this unique worship and unique songs that were written. During the Great Awakening, Charles Wesley wrote 6,500, over 6,500 hymns during the great awakening there was an explosion of music as god's spirit began to move because he was touching people he was saving people he was healing people he was setting people free he was sanctifying them he was restoring lives and marriages and giving people fresh vision and hope and all these things that happen when god crashes in and of course what else are you going to do but you're going to ex- you're just going to want to worship you're going to want to sing you're going to want to express the the uh, the things that God's doing in you and around you, with worship and with songs, and so that's what what began to happen. The Wales revival in the early 1900s that that touched their entire nation. A hundred thousand people came to the Lord in like a year or two. Uh, there were spontaneous worshiping hours and hours of spontaneous songs. Hymns were written. There's one called um, "Here Is Love" that Matt Redman and Bethel both covered. That was that came out of the Wales. Revival here is love, as as the ocean, and so there's this. There's always these moves of God that have these songs. I mean, the Jesus movement. We're we're still today feeling the effects of the Jesus movement that gave birth to what became contemporary Christian music and modern worship music uh, in the in the '60s and '70s when God began to save, especially young people and the hippie people all over America. I mean, many of the pastors today were saved during the jesus movement but it had a major musical emphasis as well and so you see this uh ephesians 5 18 through 19 played out on a personal level where we're filled with the spirit and we sing songs hymns and spiritual songs but you see it happen on a a broader level as where as well when god pours out his spirit on a people that there's a wave of worship that happens and uh and so it's important that we don't just grab a hold of the expression of the songs, and and not connect to the source of those songs, which is the spirit of God. Okay, because it's possible. I mean, I've, I see it happen even today, where you have movements like Bethel that are producing all this amazing worship m- music right now. But it's because God's Holy Spirit is moving in a powerful way in Redding, California. Through their church, there's tons of people coming to the Lord, tons of healings and miracles. And so, of course, there's a fresh wave of worship that's coming as well. But what's, what's so interesting is you have some people that don't realize this reality. And so they grab a hold of the songs. They say, we're going to sing this Bethel song because it seems like that there's some energy or some life on it or some it's popular or whatever. Uh, And so they grab the song and they sing the song and it's lifeless because they're disconnected from the spiritual reality that gave birth to the song and the the move of God that that gave birth to the song. And so we want to not just sing the song and have the expressions, the songs, hymns and spiritual songs, but we want to be connected to the spiritual root, um, the Holy Spirit himself who births psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs so that that life and that power, that fire comes through us as we worship and as we lead worship. And so it's so fascinating You have uh, you know, people continue in these, the forms and the sounds and the styles and expressions of revival long after revivals are gone. People continue in the form of it and they, they lose contact and they lose connection with the root that gave birth to the fruit. And so the songs are like the fruit, the expressions of worship are the fruit. But we want to stay connected to the root, which is the Spirit of God in us and among us and around us. So we want what God's doing today. We want the Spirit of God today to fill us individually and collectively, that He would pour out His Spirit among us and a fresh wave of worship, new songs and sounds would be released. (coughs) Excuse me. So the other thing when when, when we talk about the Holy Spirit is we want to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, As worshipers, as worship leaders, we want to pursue the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It actually commands us to, in the Bible, in in 1 Corinthians, it says to pursue the gifts of the Spirit, to eagerly desire the gifts, especially that we would prophesy. And so we want to see God uh, release prophetic worship through us. Uh, but that means we have to prophesy. We, we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So God gives the, whole, the gifts of the Spirit to us so that we can serve and love one another. 1 Corinthians 12 through 14 is probably the, the greatest passage on a uh, section of chapters on this, this idea of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and you can go back and read it and study it. but the idea is that we all have we all have spiritual gifts that God gives us these supernatural empowerments. And the purpose of these gifts is so that we can love and serve each other uh, as the body of Christ. And so it, it talks a lot about tongues. It talks a lot about the gift of prophecy. And, uh, and so as worship leaders, we need to learn to, to use our gifts. We need to learn to prophesy. We need to learn to speak in tongues. We need to learn to walk in faith and miracles and healings. How are we going to release prophetic worship if we can't prophesy? Don't try to do prophetic worship when you get on the stage and on on the platform if you've never prophesied to somebody before. If you've never learned prophecy, just mean hearing God uh, for somebody else, just getting a word for somebody, a word of encouragement or a word of exhortation or a vision or something for somebody that will Uh, bring encouragement or confirmation to them of what God's speaking to them already. And so we can be a worshiper, we can be musical, we can stand on a stage and sing songs and sincerely meet it in our hearts and really be loving God and sing a song to the Lord. But if we want to be a worship leader, the second word is important, leader, we've got to learn to serve We've got to learn to love. And so that's where the gifts of the Spirit come in. If we want to be a worship leader, that means we have to not only connect with God and have relationship with Him, but part of what the Holy Spirit comes to do is to enable us supernaturally to serve and to love one another. And so we need the Holy Spirit to help us lead people so that when we sing, when we play when we lead worship, that the room is stirred and edified and brought into the presence of God and that people are touched, that there's something supernatural that's happening in our midst as we sing and as we play. So we we, we want to be talented. We want to be pure-hearted worshipers, but we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We need discernment. We need faith. We need the gift of exhortation. We need the gift of of prophecy. We need all these things. I mean, we want these gifts flowing as leaders so that we can facilitate uh, powerful times of worship. And so sometimes, you know, people play and it's like a great performance. But we want more than just a good performance or even somebody that stands on stage and we watch them worship. Uh, But the people that really... uh, You know, when they lead worship, it's powerful. They've learned uh, to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, as they worship. And so, uh, and and when we go back to that Ephesians 5, where, where Paul says to be filled with the Spirit and to sing with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. It's interesting if you go back and look at the language. He says, be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So there's two dimensions here. There's speaking to one another. There's the horizontal. And then there's singing and making music to the Lord, which is the vertical. And so that's the worship, and it's the worship leading happening at the same time. So the Holy Spirit comes and he fills us, not only so that we can sing and make music in our heart to the Lord, but also so that we can sing Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to one another. And so there's this vertical dimension, too, where we're loving one another, we're serving the community as we lead worship. And the Holy Spirit empowers us to do that. So cultivate the gifts of the Spirit in private, uh, in one on one situations, in small groups, uh, so that when you, you know, as your platform may grow, you may get more opportunities to lead worship. Uh, or, or be with larger groups as you're leading worship um, that you've already learned how to discern. You've learned how to prophesy. You've learned how to allow the Holy Spirit to move through you with the gifts that he's given you.